Hi guys and welcome to the Lonely Catch Up. It's myself, Rampant FM, and today I'm joined by Mozo. How are you doing, bud? I'm really good, mate. How's you? Good. Uh, what have you been up to since you missed the last episode last week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, um, <laughs> as bad as it sounds, wedding planning took over that weekend. But uh, no, I've been kind of getting stuck into the football manager work again uh, in terms of the PC game, for those that don't know. Um, because this year we'll see the first time that we've got some Lowland League squads in for the first time, even though the leagues aren't playable out of the box as yet. Um, but that's the ultimate aim. So been working away on that. And so by the time this weekend's out, we should hopefully have the database ready to download and the Lowland League themselves will share it on Twitter and so on that you can choose your favourite team and get going. Fantastic work, obviously. Um, I've kind of been helping you out a wee bit with... Uh... Obviously, on the wiki side, I've also been updating uh, the club's wiki pages, keeping the club uh, the squads up to date on wiki. Apart from yep. the uni teams, I don't. I, I'm sure there'll be people that can help me out with that as well. <laughs> so we've got everyone uh, up to date on transfer mark, um, apart from the uni teams and Whitehill and Gretna. Uh, but I have been in talks with someone, uh, a gentleman named uh, John McMillan, who's added uh, players that have been missing to the squad. So really, it's uh, pretty good that. You know, we're, we're promoting the Lowland League uh, through various sources such as Wikipedia, Transfer Mark and obviously now FM. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. All, everything all helps when it all gets put together and it's getting a lot, lot easier uh, for people to find us. Yeah, agreed. Let's get into the action, Moza. We did have one Lowland League uh, fixture in amongst all the Scottish Cup ties. It was uh, Dalbiti. Uh, Star versus Edinburgh Uni, obviously a six-pointer, uh, probably not so much for Edinburgh Uni, but certainly they'll beat you. Um, I did say last week that they really needed to get a result there, and unfortunately they lost 3-2. Connor Graham and Lewis Sloan uh, with the goals for Dalbiti and Aidan Kemp, Sante Kovalainen and Abdel Youssef uh, for Edinburgh Uni. Uh, Uni move up to seventh and uh, Dalbiti stay in 14th with eight points. Uh, having played an extra game uh, more than Sterling Uni and Gretna above them. Uh, bit of a tough one for Dalbiti, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I think it really was a six-pointer. I know Edinburgh Uni are kind of sitting a wee bit ahead just now in terms of points, but that that's really helped them. Um, kind of, like, they didn't have the best start in the world, uh, Edinburgh. And they're now in a position where they're looking reasonably comfortable, I think, uh, as we approach the halfway stage. But uh, it's it's a tough, tough one to take for Dalbiti, given that Whitehill Welfare still aren't exactly out of, out of reach of them. There's, they're only a couple of results away. And obviously we, we spoke earlier on about uh, Dean Brotherson disappearing uh, yeah. from the star squad. And they're going to have to find someone to start putting the ball in the net because... If they don't, they could get dragged down into the dogfight. Definitely, mate. I mean, they are back to scoring after uh, not hitting uh, the net in the last two games. Uh, and 
you know, it sounded like they had more of a fight uh, against Edinburgh Uni, which is always sort of good, positive. Um, but they have a really hard November coming up. They've, they're home to BSC Glasgow, away to Cumbernauld Colts, and uh, home at University of Stirling. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And it's I, I just don't know if where they're going to get points out of them because obviously BFC are doing really well. Colts have kind of been slipping down at the moment, but they're still a quality side, and Stirling Uni obviously on a high. Uh, recently as well, so it's going to be a tough, tough month for them um, to sort of try and climb out the the bottom of the table. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Although having said that, when you've got Lewis Sloan there, you've always got a chance. Uh, and I know that's putting a lot of pressure on one guy, but he's genuinely a player that I think pretty much every team in this league would love to have in their squad. Uh, all it takes is a little bit of improvisation, a little bit of genius, and then. You, we've seen that they've managed to pick up results already. They've managed to get go to Gret, eh, not go to Gretna, sorry, go to Kelty and get a, a result. So you never know. Um, it's a bit of a cliche, but it just depends on what sides turn up at any given weekend or any given midweek, and they might be able to pull something out of the bag. Well, hopefully, mate. Hopefully, obviously, um, it's it's not looking good at the moment, but certainly they've still got. A f- you know, a few games to uh, to pick it up. Uh, Whitehill, obviously, bottom at the moment, but certainly, uh, Dalby wouldn't want to be uh, down there uh, any any closer to Whitehill than they already are. So, mm-hmm. um, going into the Scottish Cup, uh, just before we sort of get into the the results and whatnot, uh, I'm quite happy with quite happy with some of the the games. Obviously, there was uh, four Lowland League teams went through to the third round, uh, which is. I think, uh, would you say it's an improvement on previous years? Obviously, discounting East Kilbride, who got to the last 16 a few years ago and obviously got put out by Celtic. Uh, majority, from what I've seen, it's usually first round, second round exits. And we've got four Lowland League teams through uh, to the third round and, and three of them uh, first time in their history. So, Yeah, yeah. well, that's what I was just going to say there. The fact that you're looking at um, Gala, Sterling uh, and BSC, who have never got to this point before, uh, that's an obvious improvement, and I think more more than just the number of teams getting through, I think some of the performances have been really impressive. Even with um, the teams that never quite made it through uh, the the rounds, they're clearly showing that this league is a really competitive league, and there's uh, there's always going to be a battle when you come up against a lowland side. So it bodes well uh, for the the ties coming up, and the fact. I know we're jumping ahead slightly here, but the fact that Kelby have drawn uh, Gala as well means that we're guaranteed to get a Lowland side through the next round as well. Yep, agreed, mate. Um, we're going to just sort of go over the Scottish Cup results. All the highlights of all the games can be seen at Scottish Cup Official on YouTube. Uh, we'll start with uh, one of the bigger ties, uh, both Lowland League teams, East Kilbride versus Spartans. Uh, East Kilbride won 3-1. It was a good start from Spartans, 1-0 after six minutes with uh, Adam Corbett opening the scoring. Equaliser from Kilby just before half-time uh, with Craig Malcolm. And going into the second half, it looked like East Kilbride really sort of took uh, took control of the game. Uh, Craig Malcolm again, he grabbed his second from a, a close-range effort, uh, which was tipped by... Blair, uh, sorry, it was a free kick. Uh, it was tipped by Blair's cards. Well, he just couldn't hold the ball, and it sort of fell to Craig Ma- uh, Malcolm. And 69 minutes, uh, Sean Winters sealed the win for East Kilbride. He ran into space uh, to make it 3 1. A fantastic win for East Kilbride. Obviously, they've played each other a lot, and it's kind of always been sort of equal. Um, it looks like Kilby were the, you know, were the better team in that one. 
yeah, we finally managed to get a bit of distance between the two of them. It took him took enough games, but <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it was one of those games. I think that Spartans had a couple of um, unlucky breaks and defensive lapses uh, that have cost yep. them. Uh, like Blair Carswell was one of the most solid goalkeepers in in this league, and it was just unfortunate the way the free kick kind of was hitting the bar when he put his hands on it. He's travelling the wrong way and it goes back in, in front of the nets and he's been moved away outside, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was just a, an unlucky break for him. Uh, the first goal that Kelby scored the equaliser as well uh, was actually decent defending. They managed to get a block in on it, but it's the way it's kind of taken a wicked Falling deflection um, yeah. and it's kind of spun all the way into the corner out the reach of the keeper. So a couple of wee things, but then... Obviously, Kelby, we know, are, with Spartans, one of the strongest sides in this uh, league of ours. And ultimately, look, when you look at the balance of play, I think they did deserve to go through. Yeah, obviously, Spartans are kind of known for their, their really decent uh, defence, but they've conceded uh, six in the last two. It's a bit worrying uh, for them at the moment. Obviously, they they conceded three at uh, the weekend against East Kilbride, but obviously, um, a few weekends ago, they, they got beat 3-1 by Gala as well. Uh, it's quite it, it's quite troubling for Spartans at the moment, would you say? Or I don't think they'll have too many worries with it. I mean, obviously it's not ideal uh, when they're a team that clearly prides themselves on having a really strong defence. Um, like, I mean, another thing you could look at is I've not actually won a game for a while now. It's away back since, what, the 8th of September, uh, since they beat Wayha Welfare 1-0 in a, a really narrow game. But ultimately, I think they've got such a tight-knit squad and they're so well-drilled that when they get back to league business, I'd expect them to hit the ground running uh, again and not really have any issues from it or any lingering issues. But no doubt, uh, when they get back to it, Edgy Sport will be looking to well, test their metal, let's be honest. Yep. Yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, so obviously they've got uh, Gala in the next round and we'll, we'll go straight into the Gala game. They won uh, 2-0 against East Stirlingshire. Uh, Rory Payton within 31 minutes and... Pretty much Ricky Miller from a corner and the 83rd. It's, both teams look to have their chances, uh, but certainly uh, Gala took theirs. But I don't think... Obviously, East Stirling sure have sort of been on a better showing uh, as of late, but it's uh, it'll be a tough one for them. But to be honest, uh, from what I saw, mate, um, they, they, they both give each other a game and it just so happened that Gala, you know, the luck was with Gala uh, on the day, I think. Yeah, and there's another two teams that are getting to know each other really well recently <laughs> in terms of Gala and Shire. Um, Rudy Payton's made a brilliant impact since he's joined Gala on loan. Uh, he's just putting the ball in the net for fun at the minute. Um, and it looked as if it was a reasonably even game. Uh, Shire had their chances. Andy Rogers almost scored an absolute peach of a, yep. a lob at one point. It was kind of on the half volley. But um, yeah, fair play to to the fairy because they're, they've been in great form recently uh, and for them to go this far in the Scottish Cup all they need is a decent draw and it could be, well we've seen the difference it's made to East Kilbride getting Celtic uh, a couple of years back yep. if, uh, if Gala Fairy can get a decent draw and get a wee bit of money in the bank it could really sustain that club for years and years to come Definitely mate and obviously Rory Payton uh, current top scorer with four goals in the Scottish Cup um, he scored a hat-trick on his debut against Lossiemouth, so absolutely fantastic uh, impact he's had at Gala. We do have reaction from first-team coach Scott McKenzie as well. 
I've got the assistant manager with me, Scott McKenzie. Scott, you must be absolutely thrilled, performance-wise and with the result. Yeah, absolutely. The performance was outstanding. We, we had a game plan and they carried, the boys carried it out to the letter and I'm, I'm absolutely over the moon for them because every one of them, including the guys that were on the bench that came on and even the guys that were in the squad, were every one of them outstanding. East Stirlingshire, they were, that was a good team you played today. They're a good team, a very good team. There's a, a few big boys in there, so we had to be uh, on it today and, and to be fair to them, we were. Um, we obviously played them a few weeks ago and uh, we were lucky enough to go, uh, come away with a 3-0 win there. Uh, so we knew, we knew a bit about them, but we, th- we knew that it wasn't going to be as easy, or sorry, it wasn't going to be a, a 3-0 scoreline uh, today. But to be fair to the guys, they were, they were really good and um, I'm absolutely over the moon for them. I know you, you want to go and celebrate the Scottish Cup, but we're looking ahead to next week. There was a, a VIP in the stand today, Barry Ferguson watching. Kelty next week. Yep. Can you continue this good run you're on just now and, and go up there maybe at a result? Well, that's the aim, yeah. We'll, we'll get back on a, we'll Tuesday and Thursday and we'll, we'll work on it. We'll do our, our homework on Kelty. Um, but I, I went to the Ibrox and watched Barry for a number of years, so it'll be, it'll be good to, to meet him. And yeah, looking forward to it. Just need to get back to the drawing board now and well, we'll Enjoy tonight and then get back to the drawing board Tuesday and then we'll we'll see how it goes. The, the league itself, obviously the league is always the most important. You, you, you're there or thereabouts, two or three wins off being up at that top six. So Kelty will be a good place, the top team at the moment to, get, to right. go and get the three points. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're doing really well. Um, so as I say, we'll do our homework. We'll, we'll go to the training park and work on some stuff and then we'll see where it takes us. But it'll be a, a hard game because they're obviously on a great run just now. Yeah, perfect. That's great, Scott. Okay. Well, I don't know if you know, but uh, Dean Shanks has not been in the dugout the last two games, so I'd be I'd be asking him to take more time off if he wanted. You know, <laughs> Scott McKenzie looks like he's got a you know a result. You know, beating the uh, champion Spartans and then uh, winning in the Scottish Cup against uh, East Stirlingshire is fantastic for them. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I, Although I suspect he'd rather stay in the manager's good side. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but um, I'm sure he'll be back for the for the next big game uh, they have. And that brings us to Broadwood, uh, where it was Cumbernauld Colts against BSC Glasgow. Again, a couple of teams that have recently faced off in the league, uh, and we were uh, we were both at that game uh, in Alloa, so the reverse yep. kind of side of things. And it turned into a bit of a a, a run out in the end for BSC. It was four one, uh, one nil up at half time uh, for BSC with Declan Hughes sliding in uh, to poke the ball away from Jordan Pettigrew. And he was booked for his uh, protestations. I do think it was a wee bit harsh on um, on him, to be honest, because it looks like he had both hands on the ball. I would agree with that, mate. It was poked out, and the referees just not realised he had it in his possession. So as much as Deco love having a goal, <laughs> I suspect <laughs> it probably should have been uh, chalked off. Uh, but then the second half, uh, Carlo Pignatiello, Hope I pronounced that right, Carlo, mate. Um, made it 2-0. And at that point, it looked as if it might be easy street, but Fraser team popped up to make it 2-1. Uh, with about 20 minutes left to go. And it was Ross Duncan and Tamor that managed to put it out of sight in the end. Uh, again, it was a couple of defensive lapses and concentration that kind of helped BSC on the way as well. Uh, but uh, before we get into it, we've got some thoughts from... Uh, the coach joint manager Craig McKinley and also BSC's gaffer Stevie Swift hey, First what did you think about that performance obviously it's disappointing you're in. Um, Yeah absolutely disappointing um, I thought first half we were a better side 
didn't capitalise on, on that play and um, losing the goal just in the stroke of half time then uh, gave them a bit of lift and get give them the upper hand um, so that was naive on our part it was just a poor goal couldn't really see it myself whether it was a, a foul on the keeper whether it was in the chance or not couldn't really comment on that either way it was sloppy losing yeah. the, the, um, the goal that that stage um, and then we, we we lost some bad goals the second half we were, we were poor chasing the game a little bit um, and we just to be quite honest we just weren't good enough in the second half Do you think a lot of the referees decisions were kind of went against you? Um, I thought the ref was just poor in general um, I, I thought there was, a, there was a couple of calls but I thought there was some strange decisions both sides um, so we, we but certainly I certainly couldn't Blame the referee for 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 the defeat. Of, um, that that squarely on our uh, our, our feet. Right, so what did you think about that performance out there? Um, it was good. I thought the first 10, 15 minutes we didn't get started, which was disappointing. I thought the tempo and the intensity we trained it all week, we built them up to kind of start well, and it didn't materialise. So that was disappointing. However, credit to the lads, they showed character. To, um, to finish the half well um, and then just getting that bit of luck which we've not had this season um, Declan Hughes scoring in the last last kick of the ball the first half seeing us come in at 1-0 probably gave that the boys that wee bit of confidence so so that was that was really that was really good so overall it was a good day you know it was an even better performance considering the injuries we have had and obviously uh, especially with the goalkeeper and Stephen Barr was excellent with it S- Stephen Barr had an unbelievable save at 1-0 which, which turned out to be very important but I just honestly I can't fault these guys uh, for the injuries and the adversity we've faced this season I really think they've came together and what's getting us through a lot is the spirit in the team even at training we're working them hard not a peep everybody coming in willing to work in that's credit to them I just say to them there that's the first time this club's been in the third round of the Scottish Cup and it's credit to them because they've worked so hard, so hard for me I can't fault any of them young boys that have come in we've, we've got, had a couple of loan signings who's maybe 18 and 19 have come in and no looked uh, uh, apart sorry and it's been great so uh, we can only go onwards and upwards and really hope for the boys will get the confidence out of us and you must be thrilled with Cammy Ballantyne because he was yeah, he was he was everywhere the day, and, and and we knew this. See, see, on this big pitch, we knew we needed legs in there. Ryan McStay is a tremendous player, but we just felt as if it wasn't the wasn't the game for Ryan the day, and it was proved right with Cammy coming in. He covered every blade of grass, and it was a good good um, competition between him and uh, Arnie Bembo, who also gets a bit. So that's a good bit of experience for Cammy up against somebody who's that strong and that mobile. So no, overall, I'm absolutely delighted with the players, and we said we want to look forward to the draw quarter to six tonight and that's what we'll do yeah. Anybody you're hoping for for the third round? Um, do you know what you can look at it both ways for the club we can maybe look for a high championship uh, club uh, or the other, the other, you might look at a club that we maybe fancy so overall we're just delighted to get through and we'll just enjoy the draw and see what happens yeah so we were talking about uh, obviously uh, Rory Payton's impact uh, Cam- Cameron Ballantyne who's on loan uh, to BSC he's came straight into the team and got man of the match he looks he looks like a, a fantastic, you know, loan signing for BSC, and I've got to really sort of highlight this for BSC. We've been talking about it the last few weeks uh, about the they've lost a lot of key players. Uh, Adam Strachan uh, with his horrific injury, obviously uh, against Whitehill, and uh, the you know um, uh, Ross uh, Ross McMillan, uh, their captain out as well. Uh, Tamor just back as well, so it's they're really 
sort of pulling through at the moment uh, from their injury worries and everything, and they're they're really looking like a side that are are getting back to where they need to be in terms of maybe, well, maybe not just the league, but certainly uh, just in all fronts really. And uh, Stephen Swift's done a fantastic job. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's one of these things that obviously you can't control injuries, and when you lose the likes, so Martin Green's had some time out, Tamor's had time out, uh, Stevie Murray. And Ross McMillan, Adam Strachan. I mean, that's half your first team already when we're just yep. rattling off names there. Uh, so it's been a tough old, t- tough old bit of sledding because I don't think uh, Swifties actually had a chance to play his top 11 yet in the, in the league or in the Cups for that matter. So I'd, I'd expect uh, I'd expect BFC to now kick on and yep. kind of push again for the top four, uh, given that that's uh, technically the Iron Brew Cup. Uh, qualification at this point but uh, it's it gives you another avenue though because even though you've dropped points in the league and it hasn't been helped with the injury situation you've now got a chance to go well, you've already gone further than the club's ever gone before in the cup and you've got a great chance to go and prove yourself against a, a league one side in four for uh, yep. to basically give you give you an idea of where you are and where you want to get to ultimately so I think that'll be a, a brilliant learning experience for the team and the, the management side as well Absolutely, mate. Absolutely, and uh, obviously we'll continue with our uh, uh, last lone league team to get through. University of Stirling beating De- uh, Devonvale two one. Uh, Uni opened the scoring from a penalty due to a handball where Lewis Bonner smashed at home. <laughs> uh, Devonvale got back into the game, but a quick break from Stirling. Uh, Basically got a corner. Eventually, ball floated into Dominic Slattery, who bagged the winner. They're home to Elgin City in the next round, um, where I've got reaction from uh, the goal scorer Dominic Slattery and the manager Chris Geddes. So we're joined by the scorer of the winning goal, Dominic Slattery. Dominic, you must be it must be a happy dressing room back there. Ecstatic, aye. boys are absolutely buzzing. Uh, so delighted to get through first time in the club's history. Uh, we're just really looking forward to the draw now later on tonight. It was a tough game, wasn't it? Was it tougher than you were expecting? Uh, no, nah, we didn't underestimate uh, Devonville. Uh, we knew it was going to be physical. We've, we've played up uh, at Wick last year. We know what type of game we were, we were going to be in for. So, I mean, we, we kind of anticipated how, how it was going to go and we, we worked on it during the week. Um, but yeah, the, the game the game played the way we thought it was going to be and how the gaffer told it was going to play. So, I wouldn't say we underestimated them, but yeah, it was a really tough game, I. And you got the, the bit of luck there, I suppose, you could say, with the penalty, got in front, but then they were back in the game and it looked at one point like they could they could sneak something. Yeah, yeah, a really sloppy goal to give away from us. Um, the penalty, I don't know, I'd need to see it again, but Bonus took his chance well. Um, I, as I say, we, we gave away a sloppy goal, but to, to get the one straight after, I think, was quite crucial because they were piling more and more bodies forward, so just to, to, to suffocate them a wee bit was, was really crucial for us in the game. And you just talk us through your goal because it was a lovely finish. It was, yeah. Um, Rory's picked up Rory's deliveries. I've been spot on recently. Uh, I've gotten the end of a few. Disappointed not to have scored a wee bit more. Uh, and I've just anticipated one in the back. I like that run, that late run. And it's come in and I've, I've caught it flush in the volley. Just kept it on target because I had one in the first half and I didn't take my chance. So I've just thought, get it on target and see what happens, deflections or anything. So delighted to see it go in the back of the net. As you say, you've written a page in the history books. Well done. Thank you very much. Cheers, David. Chris, Stirling University are in the third round of the Scottish Cup for the first time. How does it feel to make history? Over the moon. Over the moon with these boys. Um, 
nobody really realises the efforts they put in travelling to Birmingham on Tuesday playing a game 90 minutes on Wednesday and then training Thursday and then coming all the way up on another three and a half hour bus journey and then deserving of the win um, and oh, it's, it's amazing the boys are abs- in there buzzing it's a great it's a great feeling Talk us through the goals first of all we had a penalty Yeah it was pretty unlucky on there boy to be fair he put his hand up as we tried to spin one around the corner um, it was a pen and then Lewis obviously put it away um, Devon Vale battled really well to be fair they've, they're very direct in what they do um, basically they had the ball down the left and it's just a deep cross in the box and we've got boys in there admitting that it was a mistake from them because nobody picked up the big guy and he volleyed home from like three yards so um, and it was only five minutes after he scored so that was disappointing but then to, be, to our credit we've went up the park five, six minutes later and corner whipped in cleared back out and Rory's whipped one at the back post and Dom's coming in sliding in and he's put it back across goal and it's a great finish um, for 2-1 and then to be honest we held out a bit at the end but um, you're going to have to do that up here when tired legs two games in four days five days so um, nah it's a great feeling I can hear the singing in the background who who, who will you be hoping for in the draw for the third round or do you not mind no it's first time we've been here um, if we're not going to get a game which is 50-50 like this one let's get a, let's give the boys a day out against a big a big team who's in like one of the league, uh, league one teams or something but listen we it's uncharted territory for us we're not really fussed we're just so happy to get uh, into the third round of the Scottish Cup for the university because it's we're representing the university uh, in the in the whole. I'll let you get back to the celebrations. Well done, Chris. Thanks, David. University of Stirling have, have got the bragging rights again for the league, um, and to be fair, it seemed a right old uh, battle. It was a, a good matchup between two clubs that are re- reasonably similar levels, you'd say. And if anyone's not seen the highlights and have not seen where Devonville play, it's probably the most picturesque. Highlights package you're going to see anyway. <laughs> it's uh, some location they've got for their stadium right on the coast there. But um, no, a fantastic result for the uni, especially when they travelled up all day on the bus. No doubt the legs would have been a bit weary. Um, and well, we saw them enjoying themselves on the way back down on the bus, didn't we? When they were finding out they were getting drawn uh, to, to Elgin. But uh, again, we, we've sung his praises plenty of times. Chris Geddes has done a cracking job with them. And uh, he was obviously uh, playing as well in the game. He seemed to have a couple of uh, nice moments. But the second goal was a, a bit of a cracker, I think, as well. Uh, Dom Slattery at the back post, putting it right across the keeper. And it was a goal worthy of winning any cup time. Definitely, mate. And yeah, they, they seem to enjoy uh, getting through to the next round, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of celebrations, and quite rightly so. It's a fantastic result for them I'm really happy they got through so we'll get into the Edinburgh Derby mate a very close game between Edinburgh City who are doing fantastically well in League 2 versus uh, Civil Service Strollers um, and all that, they were only beaten by a Rock, uh, Robbie McIntyre free kick uh, I did hear it was contentious uh, from the highlights it did look like a free kick for me uh, from what I saw but um, civil service strollers uh, Gary Jordan returning to Edinburgh City his, uh, his team's done him proud there they really really gave Edinburgh City a, a game uh, in my opinion yeah and don't forget this is the same Edinburgh City it's flying high at the top of League 2 just now uh, so that was a really really tough draw for them uh, albeit when there's a bit of a local derby going on and you've got the Gary Jordan factor um, there was a few other storylines to it but uh, the strollers can certainly go away head tailed high uh, after the the performance he put in, and ultimately it was just a, a moment of quality from a free kick that's robbed him of a replay. Um, so as as kind of 
possibly disappointed as uh, Gary will be. I'm sure he'll be happy now to um, kind of concentrate in the league and basically try and kind of recapture some of the form that they've uh, potentially lost in the last uh, few weeks or so. Um, like in terms of results, anyway, their their performance levels still seem to have been all right, but they've uh, they've got one less distraction now when it comes to the the kind of week to week of the loan league. Absolutely, mate. I mean, they had they had a few tough results recently. Obviously, they were they were beaten uh, well, beaten by Kelty, and obviously they were very very unlucky against Shire. Uh, and obviously today, I, you just don't seem like they're having the rub of the green at the moment. But they are still, uh, in my opinion, a, a quality side, and I, I do believe, as you say, now that they're out the the cup, they can focus more on the league. And I'm pretty pretty certain that they'll we'll see them uh, back going back up towards the table as well. So. Uh, interesting one there. Uh, very unlucky for uh, the Strollers in that game, I think. Mm-hmm. So before we get into the next game, mate, um, obviously the big news is the fact that Barry Ferguson, the uh, former Rangers and Scotland International, is uh, the new manager of Kelty Hearts. Uh, what are your thoughts initially on the, the appointment? It's a really interesting one uh, because, well, firstly, it goes to show the growth that Kelty have had as a club and the fact that they can attract somebody of Barry's uh, reputation. And I think it says a lot about Barry himself as well, the fact that he's clearly had a few offers, but he's not scared to come down a level. Like, he was at Clyde, had a decent run, and then things started going a bit poor. Um, Sorry, a bit poorly, we'll say. Um, And he chose to step down from it. But he's um, it it says a lot about the man that he's gone away, he's kind of had to think about things, he's reassessed the way he's going to do it. And he's quite happy to step in at Lowlands League level and rebuild again. Um, and it could end up being a really good match uh, between the two. So it remains to be seen how things will go. But uh, we've certainly seen a bit of excitement from quite a few of the Kelty players. Let's just say uh, <laughs> one or two of them are very, very happy to have him on board. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's good for the league. Obviously, a, a lot of national uh, papers obviously sort of... Uh, Covered the fact that Barry Ferguson was going to be uh, be uh, the new county manager, but uh, playing the devil's advocate a, a wee bit, um, obviously there's some people uh, that would probably think it's maybe not the best appointment. It's re- they went with the name rather than uh, someone that could possibly do a job for them, given mm-hmm. uh, that Barry had never had maybe had the greatest record at Clyde. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I mean, for me, it's. I think it's a bit unfair. Uh, I think you obviously said it's way too early to tell. I think people need to give him a chance, certainly. I mean, he's got all the tools there at Kelty uh, to, to make it work. And you can't judge someone coming into a job without them actually having the time and opportunity uh, to do something, is basically what I'm trying to say, I think. Yeah, I think like ultimately because of the person he has and the reputation he's got, he's going to get judged very, very quickly. Um, He's not really going to have time to... Kind of settle in, figure out what he wants to do with the squad and his formation and so on. He'll be expected to hit the ground running. Uh, but the flip side of that is he's a guy who his reputation precedes him, especially at this level. Yeah. So you know that the players will be kind of inspired and ready to, to get working for him. And if he gets Kelty kind of motoring on the same way they've been going up to this point, it could really build some momentum there. Uh, behind the club, not just on uh, kind of the results side of things in the table, but as a proper community club as well. 
and the more publicity they can get in that area and people kind of becoming part of it the better as well and that's something that we've praised them about well several times in the chats we've had either a yep. really really well run club and you know that they've put plenty of thought into this they've not just gone oh Barry's in for the job let's give him it they've clearly earmarked him for a reason and it just remains to be seen if it's going to work out I completely agree he deserves uh, he deserves time to, uh, to see how it goes basically uh, so getting into the game against Peterhead, Peterhead won 3-2, Peterhead led quite early on, uh, Kieran Chalmers header uh, equalised for Kelty Hearts, uh, Rory, uh, Rory McAllister uh, celebrated um, uh, making it 2-1 and the 74th minute, it was pretty close game uh, up until that point. Um, I don't know if you saw the highlights mate, but there was something funny happened when uh, Rory, uh, Rory McAllister scored for Peterhead, um, it looked like Willis Hare who was... Uh, Warming up, uh, one of the subs for Kelly. It may, he may have tried to trip him up as he ran past celebrating. I don't know <laughs> if you possibly comment. <laughs> it, it looked that way because certainly Rory sort of turned around and sort of may have had a word or two with him. But it was two goals at the death that set up the tie. It was um, Peterhead obviously went three one up and Matty Gay uh, header right at the death. Uh, but it certainly seemed that Kelly gave Peterhead a game um, from. Yeah. Sorry, from the stats, uh, uh, Peterhead looked like they had more chances than Kelty, uh, certainly, but they've done themselves, um, you know, they've done themselves proud. They've shown they can compete uh, at that level. And the thing is, when you see the highlights, two of the three goals you would put down to defensive lapses or defensive uh, kind of confusion, um, which, bear in mind, they're still playing Errol Douglas at centre half, who has been a striker up to this season. And he's now stepped up and played against a really decent striker in Rory McAllister, who probably, you'd say, is championship level, I'd argue. Um, the, the reason he's a piece ahead is obviously his work commitments and so on. But it, it says a lot for the club that they've gone there and they've put a really good fight up. And they've, they've given Peterhead a wee worry or two at the very end with that, uh, that second goal. But uh, no, fair play to them. Absolutely, mate, absolutely. Um, going into the Berwick Rangers-Gretna game, I did tout this one as a potential one to watch because I did feel that Gretna would get a result. Unfortunately, it didn't really happen that way, um, much to my dismay. <laughs> uh, everyone can be wrong sometimes, but I tell you what, even in this game, Gretna looked like they sort of gave uh, Berwick a game as well. Uh, it was only 1-0 to Berwick at half-time and it was two early goals in the second half uh, with uh, Gretna uh, getting the consolation in the 87th minute for Jamie Hope. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, it's tough It's tough for Gretna, but certainly, uh, again, I think it was more sort of defensive laps. We've spoken a few times now about defensive lapses in these games. The other thing to remember is they're taking a step up if they're playing clubs on a higher level. Um, even if it is a jump to League 2, there's still a jump there. So you're going to see a couple of defensive mistakes here and there, just purely with, it could be nerves, or it could be playing against guys of a higher calibre than they're used to. Um, it's all learning experiences. And none of these clubs playing against teams of a, a kind of higher point have been disgraced at all. Um, and I think it says a lot about the, the standard, not just in the top half of the league, but overall, um, like, Gretna's case in point, there's a team that were, you'd probably expect me mid-table and they've had a decent wee run recently and they've gone and give Berwick a, a really decent game there as well. 
talking about giving teams a game, obviously Edisport um, were beaten 2-1 uh, by Fraserburgh. Fraserburgh went away with the, the 2-1 win. Uh, goalless at half-time, both Fraserburgh goals came in the second half and Edisport uh, finished their game with 10 men, but they did get a last-minute uh, a last minute warrior, shall we call it, um, just to give Fraserburgh a wee, a wee concern or two, but they held on and... To be fair, they are one of the, the stronger sides in the Highland League, so they'll be absolutely delighted with the fact that they've managed to, to go back up the road. And again, that's a fair journey they've gone on uh, with uh, the result and getting through. From the highlights, it seemed more uh, a bit of a feisty game, actually, I would say. I never actually caught who, who was the second bookable offence for Edu, so they're off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch who, who was sent off for them, but it was towards the end of the game anyway. Um, I, you know, I don't think it made much difference. Uh, Edisport, uh, they're on a bit of a slip at the moment, I think. Uh, they're not getting... The results aren't going their way, but certainly they, they did give Fraserburgh a game uh, and they were... You know, it, it, it was a tough fixture, but as I said, it did seem quite feisty. Uh, from you kind of got that sense. I don't. If you probably watched the highlights, but um, I don't know. It seemed like there was something to that that game uh, a bit more than the others. I think. Yeah, we'll put it this way. Fraser Bro obviously had an idea that they were kind of a more physically capable team, uh, and they were going to take advantage of that. But this isn't the same edge sport team like we've talked about uh, a few times now. It's um. It's not just a, a kind of a group of students that have came in anymore. They've got some real proven quality talent in there to supplement the the talented young guys, and they they pretty much stood up to it. Um, ultimately, uh, obviously the the red card kind of soured it slightly for them, but yep. they've uh, they've gone up against one of the the better teams in the Ireland League. They've given them a right good game. And they'll probably feel a little bit aggrieved that they've not managed to to at least get a replay out of it. And to our last game, it was Elgin City uh, against Whitehill Welfare. Elgin City won two 0 Was uh, they were up quite early into the game, thirteen minutes, and they scored their second just before half time. An absolute killer for Whitehill, I would say. It really killed off the game for them. Uh, Elgin seemed like they probably had the better of the chances, but Whitehill for me. I think they've improved uh, from what I saw. They seem like they they weren't the team that that weren't creating a lot of chances. You know, a few like maybe a, a few weeks ago, uh, we talked about them having an issue with um, creating chances. They, they seemed like they were more up for it. I think it's just unfortunate they conceded uh, two two goals in the first half, which basically uh, killed off the game. Kevin Keane was sent off uh, for a. Last man tackle, uh, which was deemed to be an obvious goal scoring opportunity outside the box. Um, I, I'm not sure it was. I don't know if it was a straight red. It seemed a wee bit far out for me to be a red card. Uh, certainly at this point in time, Elgin were already 2 0 up, but ideally, if they wanted to get back in the game, they wouldn't have wanted a, a man sent off. I think he's been very unfortunate there. I think other people might have called that. You know, um, although albeit his last man, he was the, the the Elgin player was like nowhere near the goal. It was outside the box, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, so. it's it's a tough one. Um, I I think I'm kind of on your side here as well that I'd see it as a yellow. Um, but you, by the same token, you can understand why the referee sent him off. Yeah, it, it's one of these decisions that's open to different interpretations. I think is the easiest way to sum it up. But when you look at it. Just as an overall 90 minutes, and given that they went down to 10 men, 
for the team that's sitting bottom of the league to go up to Elgin in that journey and a team that's playing decent this season in Elgin City, not many teams go up there and get points uh, in their own league, never mind the bottom of the lone league going up. I think they've given a really good account of themselves welfare. And like you say, you could tell there was a wee bit more of a bounce there. It's probably been about a relief to get a chance to go and test themselves in the cup from the way that the, the, the league campaign's been recently. And you never know. The fact that they've actually done so well up there, uh, even in defeat, might spur them on to um, kind of come back to league business and get a point or two on the board again. Yeah, I think all teams, uh, even the ones that got put out at this stage, can really be proud uh, of what they've done in the Scottish Cup this season uh, so far because apart from uh, Edisport, who were are beaten by Fraserburgh, who are probably almost equal in terms of like Highland Lowland, uh, all the other teams were put out by uh, um, higher opposition, if not other Lowland League teams. So, yeah, I think they mm-hmm. can really do themselves proud. Uh, they can really be proud of their, their, their cup run so uh, this season, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, we started off this conversation talking about how um, like, is the Lowland League progressing? Are, are the teams progressing? And I think in the grand scheme of things, you would say that overall the quality is improving year on year. And it's not just kind of on the pitch. Obviously, there's more eyes now getting off the pitch as well. The likes of Barry coming into the league uh, will influence that and more eyes will be on it as well. But uh, I think overall as a, an offering, it's, um, it's gone on leaps and bounds the last couple of years. Agreed, mate. Absolutely agreed. Looking ahead to the fixtures uh, for this weekend, we're back to league duty again. So there's no kind of divvying up between league and South Challenge Cup and Scottish Cup. Nice and simple, Right, right, all the way through. So Friday night we get kicked off, and it's BSC uh, hosting Vale of Leithen at the Inderdale Stadium in Alloa. Saturday, we've got Civil Service Strollers playing host Tisco Bride, and what should be a, a really decent clash there. Whitehill Welfare hosting University of Stirling. East Stirlingshire play host the Gretna at the Falkirk Stadium. Edinburgh University against Cumbernauld Colts. Kelty Hearts against Galafaridine Rovers and Spartans against Edgesport. So it's a really interesting slate of fixtures uh, once again that's been thrown up there. And we should probably also say our media friends at Rocksport have chosen their game of the week to be Kelty at home to Gala, uh, which obviously has <laughs> obvious reasons for them to be interested in it as well as the rest of the media. But for yourself, mate, what kind of game jumps out you? There. Well, funny enough, you mentioned that I'm going to the Kelty Hearts Gala game. I had already spoken to Debbie uh, down at Gala, a mm-hmm. fantastic person. Uh, she does a lot of the galas, Twitter and stuff like that. I was speaking to her about the team um, to do, obviously, I mentioned earlier, I was working for Transfermark and stuff like that. So she was helping me mm-hmm. out with a, with a couple of things. And uh, that was way before all this stuff happened so it was already in the calendar now it's going to be a, a massive game uh, for Kelly Hearts I, I expect a massive crowd obviously a lot of the media is going to take an interest uh, not just the likes of Roxburgh but certainly there'll be other uh, forms of media there not just myself as well but uh, that's a big game uh, the reason the reason I actually wanted to go to that first of all in fairness it's not just uh, the interest obviously I think everyone knows I'm from Fife, uh, Kelty, obviously, the, the Fife team in uh, the Lone League. But certainly, Gala, I think I mentioned to you, I've got a wee bit of a soft spot for Gala, uh, certainly. 
Um, you know, I think they're a well-run club. They seem to, similar to Kelty, be a sort of community club. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing them for the, the first time this season. And uh, I know we, we've talked about it, but obviously we're hoping to get to Netherdale at some point, uh, probably towards the end of the season. But mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that game. And uh, I, I know Gala will probably be up for being the, the sort of party poopers, if you will. <laughs> so it, yeah, I absolutely. think it will, it will be a good game, yeah. Uh, other than that, mate, um, oh, it's it's tough, it really is. Um BSC, I think, will probably continue on uh, their their sort of their form that they're on at the moment. Civil Strollers versus East Kilbride, it's it's difficult uh, because Civil Strollers. I think they've not had the the rub of the green, as I said mentioned earlier. And East Kilbride are obviously wanting to get back. Um, I don't know. Spartans, Edisport, not on the best of form at the moment. You, I would probably expect Spartans to to get back to win winning ways, uh, especially at Ainsley Park. Uh, other than that. Probably covered. Up. I've probably nicked all think, the games, mate. <laughs> I think the game that jumps out to me, um, kind of out of all of them, there, uh, the ones that we've not really kind of focused on, would be Stirlingshire against Gretna, yep, because there's two teams that, and kind of league form's been up and down overall, but it's two teams that you'd expect to kind of want to get moving again. But let's be honest, uh, Gretna obviously have had better form of late. Um, and they'll fancy their chances going to, going to face Shire. And at the same time, you're looking at Shire. They they basically want to, to get up from 11th in the table uh, as they sit just now. So they're sitting level on points, same amount of games played. That could be a really interesting one. Uh, with teams' recent form, they've been going in the opposite direction. But we'll see who uh, comes out on top in that one. So that's pretty much... Uh... The episode again, mate. Um, we uh, do you want to do plugs? I'll let you go first, as always. <laughs> as always. <laughs> so you'll find me on Twitter at Moza Plays, and you'll find links to all sorts and everything through there. But that's the best place to find me. Um, and we'll also say the official league account is at official SLFL uh, for all your up to date happenings around the place as well. So how about yourself? Uh, Rampant FM on Twitter. Or- my name would be Rampant FM slash Chris because I, I think people think I'm like more than one person uh, sometimes, <laughs> I noticed. So uh, back to league business uh, next uh, weekend. Uh, we'll be back with another episode. Uh, we want to thank everyone that listens, watches, uh, all the people that contribute to the show, the clubs, the fans. And we obviously want to thank George Fraser and Michael Park for their support. We will see you next time.